This is We'll Talk About It. A bi-weekly podcast hosted by your two best friends. Talking through the hard stuff. Sharing the good stuff. And, and laughing, laughing at, at the rest. rest. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Audrey. And I'm Melissa. And we're back. For a hey second, guys. I didn't realize that you were counting. And I just thought you were like buffering. And I was like, what's going on? Oh. <laughs> I was like counting in my head. Like one, two. Okay, let's go. Yeah. Hey. How's life? Oh, life updates. I've got a lot. Well, not really, but um, we're coming to the end of the semester here, and I think it's starting to kick in. Like, we've got one more. Um, Yeah. This is it. (laughs) This is the final countdown. Um, Just went to my last football game. Um, That was fun. I don't know. I guess it didn't really sink in at the moment, but... I don't know. I've kind of been like reflecting with my therapist and stuff. And I'm just like, wow, like this is actually it. But I also feel like I'm kind of the kind of person just like, I'm so like hyper aware that things are ending and that it's Mm -hmm. never going to be like this. And it's kind of weird for other people because they're like, chill out, like calm down. (laughs) Because like, I don't know, I guess everybody processes things differently. So some people like process afterward, but you know, like I'm in the middle of the event crying because, like, mm-hmm. I realized that this is it, you know? Yeah. But I'm trying not to let that take away from, like, being present in whatever moment I'm in. Um, but, yeah, I feel like I've been making a lot of memes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I just went to Disney. We were supposed to go together, but, oh. you know, tropical storms. Um, <laughs> we love them. They come at the best time, you know? Yeah. But I did get to go with, like, my little cousins, um, oh. or my older cousins, my aunt. So it was really fun still. And then um, I got my freaking Taylor Swift tickets, which Yay! pertains to today. But like, it was probably the worst experience of my life. But I got them. So that's all that really matters. <laughs> getting the tickets. Was... Yes, getting the tickets. Um, yeah, but. Why besides, was it the worst experience? Like the just, anxiety of. <laughs> like the anxiety, like it just took forever. So First of all, they put you in a waiting room, and then you can join the queue. You can get in the waiting room 30 minutes before. When the sale starts at 10 a.m., you get into the queue. 2,000-plus people in front of me. What 2,000-plus means, I have no idea. What's so like plus? Yeah. So, like, it literally takes me an hour to get to, like, 63. So, I, I'm, I'm in spot 63, right? Mm-hmm. And I, it just stops. Like, the thing <gasps> stops moving, like... And at that point, I panicked because they're always like, don't refresh, don't refresh. Like, it'll take you to the back of the line. And I was like, I don't do that. But, like, it's not moving. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So, of course, I go to the most reliable source, TikTok. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, what's going on, guys? Like, what's up? Everybody's like, no, the same thing is happening to me. They think it's Ticketmaster. They paused the sale. And I was like, what? That's so crazy. Anyway, I think they weren't prepared in quotations but like come on she's like the biggest artist like ever yeah like you guys should have known you knew this was gonna happen um but they finally like an hour later um let me get in like I finally like got my turn and when I got there I was like man I didn't think there were gonna be floor tickets left but they were (laughs) and so I was like I just have to get them like it's my birthday my graduation like all that stuff is right near there um so yeah I got awesome floor seats, like, near the stage. Yeah, the day before your birthday. The day before my birthday. 
absolutely crazy. It'll be fun though. I'm so excited for you. Yeah. I'm going to live vicariously through the gram. I will take lots of videos. Mm-hmm. Please mm-hmm. and thank you. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's so weird. We are seniors. Yeah, senior season, as they say. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it, but. <laughs> it's going. It's chugging along. Yeah. How have you been? I've been I've been better. I've been a lot better. <laughs> Fair. It's just like I think well, I know I'm in a season of preparation, like I'm like with the engagement and all. Um mm-hmm. but it's like I don't know, there's just like a lot of preparation on lots of ends and it's just been a lot of um molding and working in terms of like preparing myself to be a wife because I had a a dinner with my mentor last week. I can't remember. All the weeks are blurring together right now. Um, I had a dinner with my mentor and she was just like asking me about my preparation in becoming a wife and we have to sign up for premarital counseling. Well, I mean, not have to, we get to, cause that's very mm-hmm. important in terms of like preparing yourself for marriage. But I guess I never, um, like <laughs> looked at, um, marriage as something that we would need to prep for or prepare ourselves for. And so that was kind of a big, um, big in terms of, um, we need to make sure we're ready for this huge step that we're about to take. And so a lot of podcasts listening, a lot of reading books and seeking higher counsel and the, um, the fact of planning the wedding itself is also really stressful because I'm like, I haven't even sent out my invites, but I'm already starting to get family that's really pissed at me because they're not coming or certain families coming and other families not coming, but I don't have a relationship with them. Oh, like, no. I don't know why you expected to come. Like, we don't talk. You don't like other members of my family that I'm super close to. Like, I don't yeah. know why you're offended. Which like, is always interesting. Because everyone knows how expensive weddings are. Like, Yeah. I was like, you want me to pay thousands of dollars for you to eat free and drink free and dance free when I'm worried I'm gonna, it's going to be playing in the back of my mind that you're talking about the people that are, you're sitting next to? No. Um, yeah. And also, I'm getting smacked with the throes of adulthood. Um, very ghetto. Mm-hmm. Not fun. Um, extremely be a homeowner they said it would be fun they said until mm. you have sewage problems because i i don't know there are a lot of things that are wrong with our house which when you start to buy a house i'm gonna vet your home inspector because our home inspector was apparently crap because he missed a lot and Oof. yeah so we have sewage problems They have to dig underneath the house. Currently, there's a huge crater in the middle of my house going down to the plumbing because I have to, like, rework all of the plumbing. And plumbing is expensive. And I'm saving for a wedding. And I do not work that often because I'm in nursing school. You can't work that, like, long in nursing school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the plumbing is going to cost as much as the wedding. 
Oh, please. Oh, please. And we got, we got hit with that in a day. Oh, like, my goodness. Yeah. And then it was also the same day that my pastor, like, talked about, like, the feeding of the 5,000 and um, the disciples were too busy at looking at what's in their hand that they forgot to look up to God. And, you know, when Jesus, Mm -hmm. when they got the bread Uh and the fish, when they got the bread and the fish, they're like, Jesus, this is not enough to feed this many people. But Jesus looked at it and then he looked up to God and he said, yep, this is enough. And he was like, don't focus on the deficiencies. So then, yeah. So then Gary immediately jumped into like, well, we need to focus on God. We need to look at God. But then my period came the same day. And so my hormones are all screwy. And my mind is like, we don't have enough. And he's like, we just had this sermon. And I'm just like, but we don't have enough. Yeah, so I'm working on that. Yeah, that's fair. Here's the solution. You show up to the wedding. You show up with just fish and bread. Just just whatever you have. And yeah. then it'll multiply. please lord (laughs) yeah so it's just been it's been a lot of things all at once and i have an exam tomorrow that life seems to do that like that seems to be the pattern of life it's like all at once and then trickle 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 and then all at once yeah it'll be a time but god's gonna see us through he's been shining little moments Mm -hmm. and then yeah you know, we were prom- we weren't promised that this life would be easy. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that. In fact, yeah, it says opposite. that's a hard lesson to learn. I was like, oh, no one owes me anything. That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, working, yeah. working the way through it. Yeah, I have faith that it'll all work out, and you know, I feel like it'll come back tenfold. You don't know how, but it'll happen. Yeah, well, yeah. on to our topic of the day. This one's actually okay. really fun, guys. It also gives me yeah. an opportunity to talk about Taylor Swift, so <laughs> brace yourself. you know? And reminisce. Um, since we are seniors and, like, I mean, this is kind of a pivotal moment. This is a defining moment in our lives. We're about to mm-hmm. venture into adulthood. I feel like you're pretty much already there, but, you know, <laughs> venture farther into adulthood. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to be college graduates. We don't get all the student benefits anymore. Oh, please. I don't even want to think about it. Like, those benefits are really saving my life. My refund checks, please. I'm going to cry. Those are my favorite. That's my favorite time. Favorite time of year. Beginning of every semester. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're not talking about refund checks. We're actually talking about... (laughs) Unless you want to give me one. Yeah, we're talking about the media that has like influenced us. Like, if you think about it, there's always an artist or a TV show or a book that like you just remember from either a time in your life or an age or just like when you were struggling with something. But basically, you've like grown up with these people, and it's mm-hmm. so weird because you've never met them. Like, I've never met Taylor Swift. Yeah. I don't know who the creators of Gilmore Girls is, but like, mm-hmm. I I feel seen every time. Mm-hmm. You know, you listen to a certain song or you watch a certain show. And sometimes, like, you go to those things for, like, guidance and advice. Like, this one song can, like, teach you so much about life. And, like, the honestly, the way um, Taylor Swift um, sings her songs, they're lyrical. They're a story. It's, like, uh, 
it walks you through the stages Cheers. of heartbreak or love. And yeah. yeah. It's crazy. So she's actually going on an heiress tour right now for those of you that don't know. And so she's essentially doing like pretty much her whole discography. And that's why I was like so adamant about going because. Is that how you say the word? What? Discography? I think so. Oh, I've never said it out of my mouth. That's fair. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's like geography, discography. Wow. True that. <laughs> I was today years old. Today. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. But she's going through her whole discography. And the show is like a day before my 22nd birthday. So I feel like it's just going to be the most like close. It's going to feel like closure for me. Because I've listened to those albums like all throughout my life. Like I think mm-hmm. the first song of hers I heard was like, I want to say it was mine. <laughs> which is I'm fearless and you know ever since then it's just been like a thing for me like every heartbreak I've turned to a Taylor Swift song like when I was happy when I was sad so I feel like you just have so many memories and things attached to those songs and like to the lyrics and then it just becomes like yours like you feel like you own the lyrics the songs mm-hmm. become so personal and then that person is like the person that sees you that understands you and then boom yeah. you're like I'm in love with you mm-hmm. um I'm going to and spend then, all like, this money to see you <laughs> yeah and it's so close to your graduation too like yeah and my birthday it's and your like, birthday bizarre. and you're going into your Taylor Swift year like stars are aligning right now the stars were so aligned I was like I'm gonna be sobbing the whole concert number one like, yeah it's gonna be so emotional It'll be great. wear your waterproof makeup or no makeup at all like yeah do great. Sure. and when I was like debating whether I should go with somebody like find something to go with I was like man I feel like this is just gonna be a pivotal moment for me I was like I just didn't give myself the space to be what I need to be at this moment and at this concert like yeah I don't need to be judged by people. Also, no one was going to spend what I spent. So <laughs> <laughs> that was that. I would say yes, but um, you caught me at a low financial moment. Yeah. <laughs> I would go with you anywhere except for the next year. And a half, maybe. <laughs> You're like, give me two years recovery time and yeah. I'm there. Facts. Exactly. But yeah, Taylor Swift's a big one for me. What about she you? Is. Like in music wise... Oh my gosh, that's actually, I feel like my music taste bounced around with my mood, but just like, True. Um, I feel like J. Cole has really like grown up with me in a way, because like I grew up, like at first he was my mom's artist, um, my mom played him in the car, and I was like, oh, okay, like this song is cool, this song yeah. is cool, and like, then like as I grew older and stuff I like started taking ownership of like his songs and his lyrics and they've taught me a lot of like who I am and how to be confident in who I am Um, which it's cool that it's like multi-generational too like mm -hmm. a lot of times I feel like we adopt our parents music like all the gospel my parents listen to oh my goodness like (laughs) anytime I hear it I'm like a home yeah (laughs) It's, I love the nostalgia that music can take you to of like hearing an old song and you're just like back yes. in a car on the way to some place. Right. Like, uh, um, yeah, I love that. 
And um, yeah, J. Cole is honestly, and honestly, sorry, I'm going back, but going to his concert, um, there was like every single generation and every single race of people at his concert. It was actually kind of weird. Really? Because like J. Cole is like a black activist, essentially. Right. Like that's his music, that's his genre. He uses his music as a form of activism and the fact that there's every single age range and every single ethnicity i was like oh okay sir he's over here bringing together for i know for a common cause but like it's like as like i've grown up and listened to like the different albums and the different lyrics there's not been an album that he's put out that i don't love but like like, For Your Eyes Only, that album, like, really, like, made me look inward and be reflective mm-hmm. and, like, I don't know, through his music, he's kind of, like, walked me through, like, 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 it helped me take pride in who I, who I am as a black woman because, like, right. like, I'm mixed, so a lot of the time I'm, like, I don't know, like, I'm not fully black, but I'm not fully Hispanic. What what am I? But like you're fully both. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, But his music like helps me like find like appreciation for being black and what that means, and has helped me advocate and like learn that there's like a better way and form in ways I can think and ways I can talk. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I love him and his label and everything he's about. Yeah. I think that's the best thing about artists that you grow up with. Like, they're, as they grow up, you start to grow up because their music does change. Like, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift is, I mean, that girl is versatile. She literally goes through a different era every album. <laughs> but it's just so crazy how you can, like, relate to them as you grow up. And, like, sometimes you'll, like, listen to a song and you're just like, oh, that's catchy. Like, I just love the song. But then you get to a point where you're like, oh, I understand this song. Yeah. Like, and I feel like it has a lot to do with like self-identity and just like discovering yourself. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. Sorry. My brain was <laughs> lagging and I remembered an artist that I am in love with um, or another artist that's also like helped me grow and we've grown up with, but Adele. T. Like, uh I Her albums obsessed. are literally ages. That makes yes. a lot of sense. <laughs> I am, they are, and I'm obsessed with her voice and just, like, the way, like, I remember, like, being in middle school and, like, screaming, or I don't know, it was middle school or elementary school. Honestly, the ages blend. But I can't pinpoint exact out, ages. <laughs> yeah, but screaming out, rolling in the deep, and just, like, um, like, we could have had it all, you know? Yeah. And like <laughs> at that time I was just like, I feel this, I feel this. And then like singing about your middle like, school crush, like yes, obviously like, you feel falling it. Falling in love and all these things, but really it didn't hit me until like this year when I was listening to her most recent album, which is absolutely beautiful. What is it, 30? I don't mm-hmm. know. James, yeah. But 30. She her current age. Her current age. Yeah, she wears thirty well. Um, Mm -hmm. But she got a divorce this year, and like 
in my in my head a divorce is the same thing as a loss and so like that album like listening to that album just makes me think of my grandma and just makes me think of loss and just makes me like like I don't know it made me not feel lonely anymore and I think Mm -hmm. it's so wild that one moment I was listening to her music and I was just feeling so elated and happy like one like her one of her songs is going to be Gary and I's first dance song what yeah and so like listening to her music and just feeling so happy and light and in love and then in that also like through that same artist she's also feeling like this huge loss and she like I, I didn't right know just like the song. whole spectrum of human emotion basically yeah, yeah. and like the maturity in that of right. just like like she turned to like like not that rolling in the deep wasn't a beautiful mature like fully encapsulating song but the music that she has like on this album about loss and just feeling that like like takes me there and it's so beautiful right because like a lot of people write based on what they're going through so obviously their first album is going to be so different than their last because in every season of life, you're going through something completely different. Like, if yeah. I think about it, if I were a musician and I wrote an album about this year, it'd be a little dark. It'd yeah. be a little dark. <laughs> it'd be in the trenches. But, yeah, I just love that. Um, I don't know if I have another artist that, like, ha- I've followed throughout the entire years. I feel like Rihanna. I picked up Rihanna probably in high school. Mm-hmm. And I think that was another one where, like, my sister was just, like, listening to her a lot. It was, like, when she dropped Anti, I think in 2016, probably, which is her last album. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> and, she's still, and she's still bringing in that, bra- that bag. She really is. But, yeah, I just really fell in love with the sound of that. Like, I mean, I don't even think it was themes like the themes of the album were things that I was going through but I was just like I I feel this I feel this in my soul um and yeah I don't know I just kind of grew an obsession with her but I also feel like her as a businesswoman like how she grew her business and how she just like became a brand I think that's really Mm -hmm. what solidified like my love for her I was like that is what I want to be like I was like I like, I guess she was more of just, like, a role model. So, like, I definitely appreciate, like, her as a person because mm-hmm. – and then this, like, the fact that she's so philanthropic, like, mm-hmm. I love the idea of giving back and, like, doing something with your wealth. Yeah. So. And she can, like, the fact that we can, like, look back and, like, see a story, like, see her right. – like understand and that she's vocal in saying like how she got to where she is and the steps mm-hmm. that she's made like that's for sure and, like it's inspiring and that's one of the best things I think there that is about like celebrities is that you do have the opportunity to see their growth and grow with them and for like, sure like yeah it didn't it's encouraging like I'm I'm it super is. excited for the Selena Gomez documentary to come out oh it's already out it is yeah I watched it last week Ooh, how was it tell me um it was pretty- okay don't tell, me, don't tell me everything don't tell me everything I want to watch it yeah I don't give it a I'm full just review. bad with dates yeah um 
No, but I do think you're right. Um, I think when you see other people going through something and then you see them on the other end of it, it's just like, okay, I can make it another day. Or when you see Taylor Swift wash, I'm getting a call, um, <laughs> writing the most heart-wrenching songs. And now she writes this whole album called Lover. And you're like, oh, she's in love, love. That's possible. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Character development. We love it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I think we should move on to TV shows. TV. So I feel like this is a big one because like once we got Netflix and we started binge watching, <laughs> you yeah. could really just tap into any genre, like TV shows from any um, decade. Like it didn't even have to be things that were just like on TV. So we ended up watching like a lot of things that had already aired. Yeah, and you, like, go back and rewatch them and pick them right. apart. And, like, when everybody yeah. in high school discovered The Office. Oh, my gosh. Such a great time. Such a good time. Like, we were really annoying about it, but, like, it's a great yeah. show. I love that show. I just found out that my dad has Peacock, and he's been hiding it from me this whole time. I was like, Dad, I could have been watching The Office for mm-hmm. the 50th time. What are like, you doing? What are you doing? Um, but for me in particular, I feel like what had the biggest impact were always the dramedies. Facts. Um, the dramedies and then just like the pure like borderline soap opera teen dramas. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, it's like you're, you were in high school or about to be in high school. Like mm-hmm. when I was in elementary school, my older cousin watched Degrassi and I yes. legit thought that that was what high school was going to be like. Okay, if you have older sisters or, like, older sisters and brothers and stuff, I think a lot of times you end up watching things, like, before you should be. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was definitely my case. Like, Degrassi was, like, I was, like, is this what this is? I was, like, are there, is this, is this what high school is? It really was Waking in my boots. Yeah, yeah. I know. And I don't think, like, most, most of the things that happen there aren't normal high schools. But, I mean, not saying that. It can't happen because yeah, they uh, definitely do. But like you know, with the pro with the frequency that it happened, maybe yeah. not. Um, and then you have things like Euphoria that just like blew that out of the water. So oh, facts. I was like, oh, this is what we're doing now. But like honestly, even the like progression to that is like we had Degrassi to say like, this is the worst it can get. Like this is the most drama can get. And like mm-hmm. to jump to euphoria, I was like, yeah. Oh wait, <laughs> this is a lot. But they had to like keep turning it up basically. Yeah. Just getting into our, you know, teen dramas, you know, some of the ones that formed us, I guess, or formed mm-hmm. me at least. Um, a lot of them were airing at the same time. And if somebody was doing like this spicy, like, sex scene or something the other shows were like all right well now we've got to do it um so even if it started off like one tree hill kind of like more innocent I guess um I feel like they always did end up getting spicier and then the kids would also grow up and so they would have like sexual awakenings and stuff like that so yeah in that way I guess it did kind of follow normal growth normal teen life it's a, and then, like, on it, honestly, like, that kind of co- becomes your roadmap. Like, I – most of the time, me – I feel like, I guess, we had, like, a pretty um, 
like, I don't want to say, like, not sheltered, but we had, like, a good, like, nothing was ever, like, really air on a drama show. Worthy. Yeah. Like, it, like, it was all, like, normal, normal teen stuff, but then, right. um, and then, so, you, like, you look at these shows and you're, like, oh my gosh, like, that's insane. And then sometimes I feel like, sometimes at at moments it kind of made me feel like I was a little like, am I behind? Am I missing something? Yeah, I was like, like, why is this? I was like, why are they going to, like, a dinner party every now and Gossip Girl? Like, is there something I don't know? (laughs) It's like, where is their homework? (laughs) No, actually, where are their parents? Better question. (laughs) Yeah. But... Like, I don't know, as you get older, you just kind of, like, like I, I guess the, like, sub-arch theme of this episode, too, is, like, as you get older, too, like, you kind of become a more formed version of yourself, so you know when to take the um, TV shows at face value That's for what very they true. are. That's very true. I also feel like it, sometimes it'll give you a false sense of, like, love, of what of what your standards should be when dating of how to date of like what love should look like a lot of these relationships were so toxic yes oh my gosh (laughs) so toxic (laughs) right now I'm currently on the fifth um like my fifth round of watching Gilmore Girls oh gosh don't get me started on Roy Gilmore Rory, Lorelai, both of them suck at relationships. That's oh true. my gosh. Like, it's insane. Like, it's very, like, they both have, like, this juvenile sense of it's supposed to go my way. Mm-hmm. And, like, but then they, like, concede at moments when it's not going their way, but, like, offer no sort of communication. Like, right. I don't know if you guys have seen Gilmore Girls, but. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, but when Lorelai is engaged to Luke and Luke finds out that he has a kid and um, he, like Luke tells her, like, I want to handle this. I want to push back the engagement. Like she he, she got really mad when like and sad that she had to push back the engagement like or push back the wedding when like she planned the whole wedding without him. Mm. And she also told him I don't want to start planning the wedding until things are right with Rory because they're fighting like this is essentially the same thing exactly and like also the fact that she planned the whole wedding in a day without consulting Luke at all and picked the date and everything pissed me off because like if I did that or Gary did that like like there are two people in a marriage like what's going on yeah, it was, I don't, like, the whole thing is so messy. They move so quickly. But then also it's, like, it's, like, I can relate to them <laughs> versus, like, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. But, I don't know, it's weird because it's, like, Rory right now is a senior in college. And it's, like, oh, I know, like, some of those, like, sick, scary senior feelings that you're feeling. Yeah, for sure. I think it does give you more empathy for the characters because, before you judge them really harshly, you're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe she cheated, or I can't believe she felt this way, or they did that. But it's like, then you start to live a little more life, and you're like, okay, I understand why your feelings were hurt. It doesn't mean you would do it, but yeah, it, it gives you more understanding of like why they were in that situation. Perspective. Um, 
yeah, it gives you perspective. But yeah, going back to love, I feel like it kind of gives you unrealistic expectations too. Because I think a lot of them just happened so quickly, like the relationships on the shows. Mm-hmm. And it was solely based on passion. It was so yeah. hot and cold. It was like, okay, do I think you're hot today? Yes or no? If I don't, then, like, on to the next. And then, like, they were always dating within, like, the same circle of friends. Like, it was just a whole thing. But I don't know. I mean, I was obsessed. Like, Gossip Girl, Wintry Hill, Vampire Diaries, Dawson's Creek. Like, I watched all of them. And, like, some of them I feel like I've watched more recently. Like, Dawson's Creek, definitely. Oh, that show irritates me. I oh, did not. God. I did. I still haven't finished it, and I don't think I'm ever going to. It's that's another thing. They're always so hard to get through at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I like literally. I stopped watching. Like I don't. I was literally. I was on the last season, and like um, Dawson and Joey like were finally together, and then I don't know what happened that they weren't, or something happened, and I was like. I literally turned it off. I'm like, I'm done. I simply don't That's care anymore. It. <laughs> it's the will they, won't they. Another yeah. thing. <laughs> I'm like, what's no. wrong with these shows? <laughs> like, I don't know. It, like, it, it, it can make you hesitant because you go out into the world. Yeah. And you're just like, it's supposed to look like this. And now There's we're at the age. There's one person for me and my soulmate's out there. Oh, but I love him. But I love him. But I love him. Love is not enough. I'm yeah. so sorry. Facts. There's got to be other things. That or like the like teeny, like the TV definition of love is not enough. Like that, like they're supposed to like you and do everything for you kind of love. Like, right. no, we're talking about you have to choose them every single day and have mm-hmm. hard conversations kind of love. Yeah. If I was a high schooler, I wasn't thinking about that. I was just thinking about, okay. So who's going to kiss me in the rain like us, you know? Yeah. But then also that wouldn't make for good TV. Having a genuine conversation. (laughs) That's horrible. Then even so, like reality TV has gotten, I feel like has gotten even more big growing up. T, oh my gosh. Dance Moms, that's a big show. Formative for me. Um, And it's weird because I actually was like around their age when I started watching it so I literally grew up with the dance mom girls like Mm -hmm. I was obsessed and most of the show was really about the moms so I don't know what I found so interesting about it but yeah I think that was my real introduction to like (laughs) dance mom conflict yeah and then and then you think I'm supposed to have conflict resolution like this. I know. There's mm-hmm. a, there are things there there's a lot of unlearning as you go throughout the media throughout your ages. Yeah. It's hard to separate like entertainment from like, okay, what should I put up? What should I put down? Yeah. Like I can I feel like it is kind of like with music too. Um, because I feel like I like a lot of artists that are just like sad, but it's like you cannot pick that up all day like you cannot Mm -hmm. take on all that sadness and like listen to that stuff all the time like it's gonna ruin your mood it's gonna ruin like the good things going on yeah so yeah I feel like as you get older you just get better at like sifting through like what needs to go in what needs to go out yeah even like with like the little kid shows like my tiktok is filled with a bunch of wedding stuff and a bunch of kid stuff mm. um that's all it is but this guy was talking about tv shows that you shouldn't let your like toddlers watch mm. um 
And of course it was like Peppa Pig um, and like Caillou and Cocomelon. Like those are all. Why Caillou? Um, he's terrible. He acts oh. like, like the way he acts in the show is horrible. He acts like a little baby when he's an actual toddler and can use his words. And, oh. and he's like, I want it. I want it now. I have not watched him in so long. Wow. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, it doesn't teach like good conflict resolution. It doesn't teach good communication skills. Mm-hmm. Cocoa Melon will get like children literally addicted to screens. Like that's mm-hmm. what it's made for. It's made to get children addicted to s- screens. It show it slows down their um, like speech development. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, and a bunch of stuff like that. So then he like recommended other shows, one to which I haven't heard before. But. Hmm. That's crazy. I feel like as a kid, I was always watching Barney and Dora. Yeah. I actually went to a Barney concert. For- <laughs> <laughs> always Big been flex. a concert girl or whatever. <laughs> Big old flex. <laughs> yeah. I like the development. I know. It's just kind of wild to like, and and to like separate like the characters sorry my mind just jumped to um Jeanette McCarthy like in the book she wrote um oh yeah uh, I'm glad my mom died book mm-hmm. or, like I don't it's like it's a wild that. title yeah it I know is. <laughs> it's, just, it's real far out of it's that, a but, wild truth but just like you grow up and you're just so like happy with these characters like Sam on iCarly was like basically Mm. the star of the show like I want a best friend like her Mm -hmm. I want to be her I want to be that funny all these other things and like to find out that she was going through like something so hard and she was very like forced to be in this and didn't Mm -hmm. have like the best home life and like I don't know it makes them more relatable yeah also when you're young you can't really like separate the actor the actress from like the character like if you're obsessed with the character you're like obsessed with the person and then they have shows like the Jonas Brothers where it's like literally based on them being the Jonas Brothers and you're like okay well there is no separation like Nick acts like this Joe acts like this Kevin acts like this and we get to watch them on Disney Channel every day so like yeah obviously I think my suspicions are correct um, and then when they grow up and they're like, oh, this is actually not who I am. You're like, what? Yeah. True. And like, honestly, like that, like the rebranding that comes with that. And like, oh, I love it's a good rebranding. It's encouraged me to like rebrand and like, it's okay to be, not be okay. Or it's not, it's okay to not be the person who the world thought you were yes. in a season. Yeah. Like, or to just sort of change. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so our last category here is books. I don't have a lot. I really have the just the Hunger Games series, which, like, speaks for itself. Like, I don't know about you, but my friends, like, we would all read the books in, like, probably a week's time, and then we would just obsess over it. Like, we would talk about it at the playground, and we would talk about who we were in love with, and then we would go see the movies together, and then we would obsess more, and then read them again. Like it was huge. I don't know. I I like the Hunger Games series. I just I wasn't obsessed 
with it. Like, like not a Hunger Games girl. <laughs> I was like, I read Divergent. I read all of the Divergent books. I was obsessed with those, but just those, like, I don't know. That was, like, the first time, like, reading those books. I have really strong female leads, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, girls can be strong, too. I guess That's that was, like, my true. first exposure to that. Yeah. I think it was also, like, first exposure to dystopian, mm-hmm. like, societies, because I went to a private Christian school, so there wasn't a lot of, like, reading like that um, until I got to, like, middle school. And then I feel like all our books were about um, dystopian societies. Like, Facts. I was like, wait, what's going on? Like, The Giver, and I don't know what else we read, yeah. but I remember The Giver. And there was, like, yeah. another one that about, like, a drug lord. A movie, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. That book that? was so long. It was, but it was good. I cannot remember it, but they basically, like, made clones of themselves, essentially. Yes. It was bizarre, and I feel like we read that for the entire, like, year. We did. Oh, that's going to bother me that I can't remember the name. Yeah, but um, I guess it just kind of is the first time where you're like, hmm, the world may not be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, My- there's a little truth to this. <laughs> I think, like, growing, like, when I was younger, though, like, in middle or elementary school and middle school, I, like, lived in the world of teen romances, and my cousin Mm -hmm. and I just shared teen romances, and um, I never wrote a book on Wattpad, but she did. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Wattpad, the chokehold they had on me, please. I read books on there. I was just obsessed with teen and teen love and all these things yeah like being 16 driving like having a boyfriend like being homecoming queen yeah obsessed with them Mm -hmm. um and then like in high school and such when we started reading more like i wouldn't say mature books because sometimes those books are mature probably classic yeah but more classic books and more like different genres in terms of dystopian societies and um like an autobiograph why why does that word sound autobiographical i guess okay autobiographies probably that yeah and like books like that it just like made me fall in love with the stories of lives and just like the way cre- creativity can like run through different pages and you just like finish mm-hmm. a book and felt like you like honestly the rush of finishing a book haven't felt it in a minute because it's been a long minute <laughs> but the rush of like finishing a book and feeling like you just went through a whole experience yeah of, like 500 pages feels so good yeah and then I also love just like the social commentary in a lot of those books because I think that also helps, like, identify, like, pieces of yourself. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like you just kind of find, like, pieces of yourselves in all these, like, in all of this media. Um, and, like, when you find that in a book, I feel like it's just like, oh, my gosh, there it is. There's that thought. Like, what? Like, there's yeah. that experience, like, captured for you. So, yeah. One, I always like, love one, that. One great thing Mrs. Haygood's class did for me Queen. Was- <laughs> Goes to me to so much good literature. Yeah, honestly, Miss Simmons too, because I had her tenth and eleventh grade. Me but too. Like, um, 
like all of those books that were like read or that you picked off a list were just like very formative books right in terms of just like the way you are and the way you think about life and just Mm -hmm. like all of like the little different things that it can be relate to oh yeah book my books were annotated and then I just also just loved English teachers like facts just the way they encourage you and like the questions they ask and then giving you the agency to like choose the books you want to read like, I remember Miss Haga did that for sure. She was like, all right, like, this is the criteria, but, like, read what you want. And so yeah. I think that was, like, helpful, like, being able to choose for yourself. Because I feel like another thing I love in adulthood about reading is just being able to just, like, choose what I want to read. Like, I hate yeah. reading for school. I hate reading for anything Same. else. If someone tells me to read a book, I will never want to pick that book up. I'm like, mm, no thanks. But like being able to like join my own book clubs or like Bible studies and like being able to go to the library myself and choose, like that mm-hmm. has just been like all the difference. Yeah, those reading logs in elementary school, I I apologize and I repent that I used to lie. <laughs> I lied. <laughs> I just want the pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but like as you got older, it's like, okay, I can understand the purpose of this book and understand the purpose. For sure. And now I feel like I'm in the era of a lot of self-help books and things like that. True. We'll see. Yeah. Well, that's all I've got for today. Yeah, me too. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed going through our lives and the media that's influenced us. Hopefully this encourages you to think more about the media you consume and, you know, how it's impacted your life. Share with Mm -hmm. us. Give us your thoughts. Please. If you want to share any, like, music, artists, TV shows, or books that, like, formed you, or honestly anything else that's like, this made an impact on my life, we want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. All right. And follow us at WTAI Podcasts on Instagram. And we'll see you guys later. Bye. Ciao.